Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. And we're also on the clock. We've got a ton of stuff uh, to get to. I know everybody's very excited about tonight's uh, big, big game. People have been talking about it for a couple of days. Uh, The sports uh, world uh, focused in uh, tonight on one matchup. And, of course, I'm talking about Coastal Carolina and the Campbell University. Camels throwing it down. Campbell University Camels, Cam. That's what we're dealing with here tonight, buddy. Yeah, it's like, uh, what, remember Joe Camel, the, the spokesperson for the Smokes? Yeah, the Campbell Campbell. Camel. What are they, 28 and a half point dogs? I know I saw that game on the schedule. I'm like, whoa, I don't ever know if the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers have been like 28, 29 point favorites. What a game. I'll tell you what right now, uh, Cam, I was on you for giving away a pick early in the show, but this game is coming up. Uh, so I'm going to tell yep. you right now, I feel like a nice bowl of Campbell's soup. Uh, so do I. I, I like I'm going to sprinkle it with plus 28 and a half. Instead of crackers, I got Campbell's soup and the camels uh, tonight. Yep. Yeah. And I've said this before, and I know, I believe uh, Mike Cardano has agreed with me on this. And I brought this up. I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't understand how there's not a team called the Pigeons. Like, there's every animal. <laughs> they make animals up. There's everything. There's every type of bird. There's yeah. bluebird, anteaters, ray this. You got teams Ant-eaters. named after the sun, the rays. Yeah. Oh, it's hot, hot in Miami, the heat. Like, come on, man. There's like, there's a million. The anteaters, the hilltop. We can go on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? The art. Banana slugs. It. Yeah, you Banana name slugs. it. You name it. Out of- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I mean, we're naming, we're naming, uh, we, you, there's names after pigs. The hogs, like the razor yeah, Razorbacks. Like, We're naming teams after pigs, but we can't have a team called the Pigeons? And we have a team called the Camels? Come on. The Camels? The Camels? <laughs> I, like, I like the Campbell Camels. <laughs> Sorry, that's awesome. Yeah, I almost Campbell's. want a t-shirt. I want a t-shirt. I know. <laughs> Campbell Camels. The Camels. That's so awesome. Like, unless you're playing <laughs> like that sport, <laughs> and I, I don't know what it's called. I think it might be called, uh, what is it? Uh, I got to get the name. I'm sure someone in the chat can uh, refresh me, but we're going old school here. But uh, basically, Cap, 
unless like it's uh, it's the national sport of Afghanistan. Like it's basically oh, yeah. like uh, polo with the skull you were used to play. Yeah, polo, polo with the skull. Yeah. But, yeah, but instead it's a goat's head. The ball is a goat's head. <laughs> Amazing. And they're 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 on horses, but they beat the living crap out of each other. All right. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone did it in one of the new Rambo movies. <laughs> he was he nice. was there was a scene where he played, he was all good at it. Smashing the head and stuff like that. You gotta get it past the line, but I'll never forget our boy. Uh, calling in to the sports book, uh, the dog in Montreal, um, complaining that there was no uh, lines up for it, <laughs> and they're like, "No, sir, we don't, we don't have lines uh, for for the Afghan uh, Afghan uh, Goathead uh, Polo League, uh, hardcore stuff right there." See, unless you're in that league, the Camels. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to be taking the points uh, here with the Camels. Uh, Me too. I'm getting tw- twenty-eight and a half points. Against Coastal Carolina. Both these teams played well last week. We'll get into that game. And all kidding aside, we have another big game uh, tonight. The real big game. The Los Angeles uh, Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. Let's get the party uh, started. We've got U.S. Open. We've got NFL football. We've got uh, Cousin Sal's going to step up in it. Where are you going to get a better show uh, than Cousin Sal Odessa? Come on. Uh, Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Morenci. Let's do this thing. It's uh, Friday. Urkel's not on TV, but we are. So let's uh, let's roll. Uh, we've got Joey Odessa and uh, Cousin Sal joining us. You want to talk about some wise guys, so-called sharps. Odessa steps up, and then we're going to talk MMA with Joey Odessa. Fireworks uh, today. Very intense uh, stare-downs, as expected, between Colby Covington uh, and uh, Tyron Woodley. And, you know, you talk about 2020. And uh, these guys playing right into um, right into oh, character exactly, of twenty twenty. Exactly. You've got exactly. Black Lives Matter versus Matter Maga. versus exactly. Like this, this is what it is. Like it's, it really. It's like a race war. No, exactly. it really is. Like it's. It like is. if I if I'm Dana White, I'm like guys, guys, no, 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 no. You're not wearing. Like, everyone, chill out. Like we're not we're not doing this. You know we're not. And if they, you know, like. <laughs> and you know Dana. Dana's friends with Donald Trump. So you yes, got, he is. Uh, it's just you got Colby Covington decked out in MAGA gear. You got Woodley rolls out in like Black Lives Matter gear. They're facing off. Uh, it's just it's like, oh boy. And I'll tell you what, a lot of times in the UFC, you get hyped up fights. Oh, they don't like each other and stuff like that. A lot yeah. of times, UFC fighters, they don't, they don't have any beef with each other. Most of them don't like anybody. They're fighters. That's why they're fighters. <laughs> so it's not personal, usually. It's like, I don't like the guy, but it's not personal, right? Like, but um, they, these guys don't like each other for real. They've trained together. They've been in the same gym for years together in the past. So they actually know each other, and they don't like each other. I'd like nothing more, me personally, than to see Woodley, like, kill him. Uh, but me it's too. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's but not happening. Is, I'm not betting on Covington, and, you know, it's a good thing I've got a show on uh, Sunday morning talking NFL football because it's sober Saturdays for me, Cam. I'm all busy yeah. Sunday morning. i got to be yeah. ready for football because otherwise, after a couple of drinks, I'd definitely pull the trigger on Woodley. I'd be like, oh, come exactly. on, bro. just catch him. Don't, don't do once. that again. You catch said it, once. though. Like, I, Woodley's been horrible, but I also feel bad for him because you know Dana's cheering for, for Covington. They're both Trump supporters. Like, you have the owner, of the, like the president of the Federation, who's obviously friends with the guy. I, I yeah. feel bad for Woodley, actually. It's wrong. He's, yeah, he's in, a, he's in a tough spot. He's a big underdog. Or yes, he's he some football, basketball. He has a big underdog. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Brent, so we're kicking it with a raging redhead, uh, Cam uh, Stewart, some Iron Maiden to get your, uh, I love your it. Friday uh, going. Dun, 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 dun. Great yeah. intro. Yeah, great, uh, great stuff. Uh, yeah, you can't, you can't top that. Uh, that era of music, man, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. Um, I've been listening to it a lot. I've been listening to Whitesnake a lot recently. Old school oh, Whitesnake. That. Great band. That's your underrated. That's your soft band. side. That's your soft side game. White State, because it's well, a little no, bit no, no. softer. They got some no, no. hard songs. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like Slayer and stuff like Exodus yeah, that, no. that I enjoy. No, no, but David Coverdale, you know, people, he can play. You he think, can sing. You think, you think of, of White Snake, and we were joking about Here I Go Again and those sort of the video rock, the arena video rock. They did a couple of those songs to buy some uh, palaces and mansions in England, Ken. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> No, White Snake. <laughs> yes. White Snake's got a ton of really heavy, great stuff. They historically have had great guitars. But anyways, we'll get down to uh, to business. Um, although, as much as I like the Iron Maiden uh, riff, it seems that we only play Iron Maiden on this show. So, can we get some Judas Priest or some Rat or Motley Crue or something uh, mixed I'm, in uh, moving uh, forward? And can I we like get it. Morikawa uh, mixed in moving forward? Let's check in, Ken. <laughs> I made yes. so Cam. I, let's check in with my eight eight golfer parlay. Yeah. Eight golfers let's to do make uh, the cut here. Uh, John yep. Rom, Dustin yes. Johnson, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Daniel he Berger is. Yeah, McIlroy's still there. Yeah, Berger. Yep, they're all in. Yep, Webb Keep Simpson. Keep on going. Yeah, Webb Simpson, Xander Shifley. Yes, we've got one more. The guy that and. I put in last, and you can't make this up. I skipped him like he was in like in order. It was like yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't know about Morikawa. I don't know about Morikawa. Skip, skip, play, play. Put the parlay plus two thirty two. I'm like, man, I'd really like a little more. And I'm like, ah, what happens if I put Morikawa on it plus two nine nine? Couldn't resist. Well. Yes. Couldn't resist. Yes. Oh no, and he's on the cut line right now. Uh, but know what? 
here's the good news. He started today at plus six, and the average score, guys are shooting. Did I tell you Sergio Garcia is going to shoot over 80 today? Did I tell you Jordan Spieth is looking at a smooth 82? These guys are 11 over on the day. Morikawa is even on the day. He's right on the cut line now. It might move to seven, and he's on TV right now. He's got a couple holes left. I'm rooting for you, buddy, because I, I need him to make the cut, too, for some other bets. Uh, this is great. And our one bet that came in, Tiger Woods, we talked about it. He would not make the cut. This course is too tough for him. When, once you go into the, the the long grass, he's an older guy, man. He's in his mid-40s, his back, his legs, the surgeries. It does not work. You need to be a guy to keep it in play. And you brought up a, a point, Gabe, when we were talking about guys like Brendan Todd. Hits it nowhere, straight. Webb Simpson, straight to the green. Take your part. Move on to the next hole. Guys like that are playing really well. And I'll tell you a story, buddy. If you didn't see the early wave, only two golfers this morning Two out of the whole field shot under par in the morning wave. Bob Bubba Watson and Bryson DeChambeau, big hitters actually, early. They did a great job. And Bryson DeChambeau is the co-leader. He came out of nowhere. Him and Patrick Reed are leading right now. You know, it's amazing. Bryson DeChambeau, exactly as Kev stated, a lot of the big names. And as expected, we talked about this uh, Thursday. You know, sort of you'll have some of the um, the guys hanging around, some of the long shots hanging around. Uh, but on a course like this, when it's all said and done, you know it's going to be a big-name uh, Sunday. And uh, right now, Bryson DeChambeau uh, tied for the lead with Patrick Reed. Uh, Cabrera yep. Bello having a nice tournament so far. He's two under, one shot back right now. Hello, Harris English, two English. under He's uh, right good. now. Yeah. Justin He's Thomas, good. also two under, T3. Kokrak, one under in uh, sixth place. Brendan Todd, a guy I identified earlier in the week as a long bomb to be the first round leader. He was 60 to 1 to be the first round leader after after play on Thursday. And uh, here he is. He wasn't, but hell of a tournament so far for Brendan Todd. He's shooting even Xander's in seventh place right now. As you stated, Cam, a lot of our top 20s looking good. Uh, our Tiger Woods, not to make the cut. I tell you, FanDuel had some great odds up uh, for that. Uh, plus yeah. 156 for Tiger not to make the cut. It was a lot lower uh, elsewhere. Great numbers at uh, FanDuel for you golf betters. And I got to tell you, too, I don't know if there's a, a sports book out there, Cam, um, that has more golf props and different stuff. The finishing positions, the top uh, two. You can go all the way down to top 40 and stuff like that. Yeah. The ultra teaser. You know what I mean? Like, ton of golf <laughs> options. <laughs> ton of golf options. You're betting a guy to be top 40. I don't know what you're doing at that point. Yeah. Tony Fiat, you got him in top 20. He's T17. Let's get a quick, uh, yeah, yeah, some curling. Uh, odds check right now. Justin Thomas, plus 430. Bryson DeChambeau, plus 470. Patrick Reed. I tell you, Cam, I think Patrick Reed's going to be there on Sunday. I have him. I, He's my pick. Yeah, fight. One of our picks, Gabe. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And he was 34 He's, to 1. Correct. I have him at I put 30 bucks on him at 34 to 1. Trust me, I'm cheering for Patrick Reed. Uh there's a lot of our guys that are lingering right now, so Rob you're right about the top 20s. Rob oh, de- definitely. One. Like you What's said, his odds? Turn, 12 to 1. See, it's not. See, that's the thing. These guys are smart. They understand. Rom has come back from uh, strokes back before. It's hard at the U.S. Open because it's more of a grind. But if you're going to look at some guys right now, and I told you, like I thought, Webb Simpson, he just birdied the final hole. He's only two over. Um, Brendan Todd, he's an interesting guy. Also, if you're looking for, uh, yeah, if you want some guys kind of off the radar a little bit, 
Hideki Matsuyama, I've been watching him today with the eye test, Gabe. He's playing really well, striking the ball well. He's missed a couple putts again, like a typical Matsuyama for him. Yeah, I think he's. I, has, I think he can still win. I and FanDuel smart. They 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 offer twenty to one because they know he actually has a good chance in this thing. Still, it's good. It's a great tournament so far. Yeah, and hey, Deschambeau is a guy that uh, you know you and I have taken some pot shots at. This would be a yep. big win for Deschambeau. I can't imagine this guy's ego though if he wins this uh, after. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if he gets there. Justin Thomas in the mix as well. I don't know. Pa- Patrick Reed. I got a feeling about Patrick Reed uh, being there. And our boy Xander Shifley. He's in the mix. Nine to one right now, Cam. I told you. So Xander Shifley at the start of the tournament was 14. He's three shots back and he's eight. That's a good number. When you look at the other guys, you have to you have to identify Gabe in a golf tournament. Who can really win? Who's the Thursday and Friday Warriors and a couple other guys? Like, There's a few guys there that I'm looking that are playing okay, but I don't expect them to be there. Xander Shifley, he bogeyed a couple holes down the stretch, but I've watched him. He is steady Eddie. He's good, man. And I I, I think on Sunday, he has a real good chance. i got to give Justin Thomas credit to Gabe. He started today at five under. He had it all the way to like even. He was five over, like out of the gate, bogey, double. He was horrible, and he's grinded back to a minus two. That's a sign of a good player, whereas a lot of guys, once they start like that, it's like an avalanche, and then they're done. But he's grinding hard. Well, speaking of the avalanche, uh, they've been done for a couple of weeks uh, right now. Yep. Uh, but the uh, Stanley Cup uh, finals are now officially set. They're dropping the yep. puck on Saturday night. We'll get to that um, on in-game live a little bit later on. Uh, but just a quick line check uh, right now uh, for everybody. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning come in um, as big favorites uh, here. And I don't agree. I think the numbers are a little bit too I agree. high. Uh, Tampa Bay I Lightning agree. minus 180, game one. Dallas Stars plus 155. Total is five and a half, minus 150, shaded to the under. And as far as the series price is concerned, Tampa Bay Lightning minus 195, Dallas Stars plus 155. To me, this is more of a toss-up pick'em than Tampa being minus 195, which already puts me on the Dallas in the Dallas Stars car right now, coming into Game One, Cam, due to the number. Yeah, we were on the Blues. We were on the underdog this time, and I think I'm going back to the Dallas Stars. At my sports book, I would have made probably Tampa Bay a buck thirty. I think the numbers inflated. And let's remember something: you've been in the hub this long. You don't want to go home now. You've already paid your dues. you got to finish this off with a Stanley Cup. And Dallas, Jamie Benn, a guy that used to disappear after having a good game. He'd have five bad games every day. Radulov, the defense that they have. Hudobin's getting confidence. Best best defense. Sorry, Tampa Bay. You better watch out, man, because the Dallas Stars are locked and loaded. They have a lot of talent on that team. All right, we're going to get into um, some UFC with Joey Odessa. Don't worry, we've yep. got a ton of NFL talk coming up after Joey Odessa joins us. We'll break down a UFC card with Joey. Then uh, Cousin Sal's going to join us. We'll talk some NFL. We're going to get into the Denver Nugget and the Los Angeles Laker game, Major League Baseball, and more. Game Time Decisions continues. Sports Grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Down with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Cousin Sal is going to step up in it. But uh, later on, we're going to get uh, some NFL picks from Cousin Sal, break it down. I think there's a couple of underdog uh, plays this week, a couple of traps on the board uh, as well. But um, let's talk some UFC right now with one of the best in the business, longtime MMA odds maker and a part of a great uh, crew, great uh, podcast. Follow uh, all the action with uh, with Joey Odessa and uh, company. Joey Odessa steps up in it. How you doing, Joey? What's up, G? What's up, Cam? Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. We'll get right down to uh, the business um, since time always uh, flies, uh, Joey, when you're on the show. So I was talking uh, earlier. I guess we got the uh, 2020 in a nutshell here. MAGA versus Black Lives Matter with uh, <laughs> with Colby and, uh, and Tyron Woodley. So, you know, I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, it's a good thing there's not fans. Like, you know, I agree. selling this angle, you get 20,000 drunk guys, bro. It's going to, dude, I've been to a million UFC events, all right? So, okay, I saw one of the biggest brawls in my life, bro, ever at a UFC event in Vegas with a bunch of Hawaiian dudes. I was sitting in the section oh. with them. And I knew right away. I knew right away, don't look at them, don't say anything. And I'm a mouthy guy sometimes. And like, you know what I mean? I was like, don't. And I warned everyone. I'm like, guys, don't, don't do it. Like, really, don't even like talk. Don't look at them. And thank God I was on the same side of all the fights with them. But on the way out, dude, there, it was like the walking dead. There was like 300 people on the floor. These guys were dropping cops. <laughs> Bam, boom. And it always sort of gets that way. Like it, people take sides fast at these UFC events. So, so anyways, I got to be honest. It has nothing to do with any of that crap we were just talking about. I think they're both unlikable people. Um, but without being stated, I'd like to see Covington, you know, really get messed up. But it's, I don't think Woodley can do it. Yet I can't lay this big price, uh, Joey. What do you make of the number here compared to the actual fight itself? Wow. I mean, this fight opened, uh, Kobe Covington opened minus 250, and they bet him up now. To put this in perspective, Covington has not been this big of a favorite since he fought Barbarino. And Woodley, I mean, look, Woodley didn't look too good in his last two fights, but I mean, with all the political stuff going on around, you know, and outside the octagon with these two, I mean, you got to think that if Woodley's ever going to show up, it's going to be tomorrow, you know, it's going to be tomorrow night for this fight. I don't feel comfortable laying that price. One, because, look, 
Covington got stopped in his last fight. Granted, he might say the referee came in and whatnot, you know, and it was, a, you know, that the referee shouldn't have stopped. He got stopped. He took some damage in that fight, too. So you don't know where he's going to be. And I look at this fight, and I say, man, you know, Woodley's got to hurt him to win. And then I look at the fight, and I, and I say, well, you know, Kobe's output. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to coach bagels right now because we everybody's talked about the X's and O's. But I think Tyrone Woodley can hurt him. And I think that if Kobe thinks otherwise, I think he's going to have a problem. Now, granted, do I want to go lay, you know, three and a half to one? The number's high enough to keep me off Kobe Covington. But it might not be, you know, I'm not trying to bet value because you know how that value stuff works out. It usually doesn't. I'm looking at this fight and I'm saying, you can't lay Kobe Covington in this fight. They give you no choice with this number but to bet on the dog Tyron Woodley. Yeah, it's it's a situation, too, where I like where you said, too, like, that's my beef with Woodley. He's been good to me in the past. He had a hell of a run. Um, but he hasn't pulled the trigger in the last couple of fights. And there's been that a lot of, and I've fallen for it. Ah, you know, I'm sending him to the hospital. I'm not playing around this time. This is real. And I'm like, it better be real because your career's on the line right now. He's kind of lucky he got this turnaround fight this quick. And he, he, he never backs it up. And I don't mind, you and I often talk about it, Joey, the honest effort. I don't feel like I get an honest effort from Woodley sometimes. And I don't mean that in a way that he's, you know, anything nefarious, but... He gets there and he doesn't fight. It's something, you know what I mean? I it's got this sight to this stuff with longtime fighters yeah. where they can't pull the trigger anymore. They get stuck. It's a weird scenario. But I like what you said, Joey. If there's ever a time where he almost throws everything out and it's just a guy that he wants to kick the crap out of in front of. <laughs> it's not his <laughs> UFC career. It's nothing. It's just like, I'm gonna get this guy. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be. I don't care about the UFC. I'm gonna. I want to. I want to punch this guy in the face. And I sort of get that feeling too, where to me it's Woodley or pass. And I get it. I get it. I know everything. I've lost on Woodley in the past, and I've won on Woodley in the past. I know this guy well. And it's you know, to me at plus two ninety, it's Woodley. Uh, Woodley or pass uh, here. And not only that too, Woodley's actually from Ferguson, where a hell of a lot of this stuff actually started. <laughs> Uh, years ago. He's actually from Ferguson, Missouri, specifically. Missouri Tiger uh, standout uh, with Michael Chandler and uh, company. Missouri's got some tough guys um, at that uh, university to come out of there. All right, Joey, so speaking there's of a, tough guys. There's, yeah, on, there's a couple of things here that, that I just I want to get out about this fight. You look at this, you look at Kobe and these moves, these early line moves, have have been haven't been holding up. When I'm saying that you know the early money that's been coming in hasn't been holding up. That's one red flag when I look at Colby Covington here. The second thing that I'm looking at is that he's coming off of that, you know, he's coming off of that loss. He's coming off of that Joey, Joey Odessa will uh, reconnect uh with uh with Joey uh here right now. And Cam, it's funny because we were talking about yeah, you know, Woodley, you don't want to do it, but at this big number, Woodley's almost like the Cleveland Browns of football. You know what I mean? Or the Bengals. You get, uh, it's like, oh, they're getting a lot of points. Speaking of which, yep. the Bengals actually did cover the point spread. <laughs> yes, so, they did. Uh, backdoor. Yeah, yeah. Backdoor. We'll take yeah. it. <laughs> the, yeah, the Bengals did uh, cover, cover the point spread. But I can't lay this price with Covington. And that's I the agree. thing with Woodley. I think it kind of is personal. I think he, at this point, look, the guy was a UFC champion. He had a good career. Yeah, very few UFC fighters actually end on a high note anyways. But I don't, you know, the thing with Woodley is now, Joey, he doesn't really put, I think a good way of putting it is he doesn't really have a hell of a lot to lose. 
His reputation's already exactly. Shot. Like Good he point. goes in there, sort of just saying, you know what? Screw everyone. I don't like Covington. I'm not doing this for Dana. I'm not doing this for the loser fans that all hate me, anyways. I'm doing this for myself. That's one angle I like about it. But Covington's a damn good fighter, Joey. Oh, real good fighter. I mean, tremendous fighter. But again, like I said, I mean, there are some red flags. You know, camp, the line movement, getting stopped in his last fight. I mean, those three things right there. And he's over a three-to-one favorite. Like I said, this is the biggest favorite he's been since he was only – he closed minus 315 versus Brian Barbarino. You know, I, yeah. since when is uh, – you know, if to put things in perspective, I – I just don't, you know, I, I think a little bit more Tyron Woodley than I do a Barbarino. Joey Odessa kicking it uh, with us, repping the Yankees. Uh, if they, yeah. if they're losing games, <laughs> they're, hey, Joey, now you're back. They're hot. Back the on, Yankees, on the they're hot. What else we got, you got the, there? We got the million contests, uh, too. Uh, oh. <laughs> I thought uh, you're not holding up a jet hat. hat. Where, where's your jet hat? No. I burned no, it. No, no. I burned the jet. <laughs> <laughs> I had too, them too in, bad. in the pool. Too bad, because I, I think... I uh, with, too bad, yeah, I think I, I can cover this week. JBL and them guys. I had, I yeah, had you know what? the Jets, and of course, we lost with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not against my Bills. Not against the Bills, but I tell yeah. you, against yeah, San Francisco, that game could be a trap. All right, so um, we got Nico, Nico Price and, um, and Cowboy Cerrone. It's going to be a fun fight. Like, yeah, I don't know. I guess only hardcores would really remember. But you remember the Nico Price uh, Luque fight, Joey? Man, those yeah. guys was like, yeah, I was rocking Sockham, bloody, crazy over the top. What do you make? Do you think the, the right favorite is here? How much does uh, the Cowboy have left in the tank? Cowboy usually loses, and then every once in a while, every two or three fights, he'll, he'll show up, he'll win. Uh, he's already a legend, speaking of nothing to prove right now. Both their styles are made for each other. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone has a much higher fighter IQ, uh, but you know Nico Price is a, is sort of an aggressor, and he's going to get in Cowboy's face. What do you make of this one? You know, you, you'd almost think guaranteed that it's not going to go the distance. You know, as far as the total, Cowboy only loses the talent. Lost to Ferguson, title contender, Gaethje, title contender coming up, McGregor. We all know who McGregor is. And then he lost to Pettis, who I think best years were behind him. But I think Cowboy matches up all right in this fight with Nico Price. Nico Price probably come out trying to blitz him. And, you know, Cowboy, you you got to be on your game to be Cowboy. Cowboy, you know, I've said with the McGregor fight, maybe he mailed it in a little too early. But Cowboy's not a guy. Cowboy doesn't lose to slouches. You know what I mean? you got to go back. He beat that Iowa Equente. He beat Anthony Hernandez. I mean, granted, these are what? Two th- when was it? 2019? Just a year ago. He's just so active, and he's just gotten so lumped up against Murderer's Row there. Like I said, McGregor, Gaethje, and Ferguson. And, well, and Pettis. Uh, you know, again, Pettis long in the tooth. But, you know, this is not a walkover fight for Nico Price. Nico's a fifty. Now, this whole main card, I could see the favorites running, you know, running, running through on this card. You know, from from the beginning of the main card to the end, with the exception, and and I know that you're excited for this fight, this Johnny Walker fight against Ryan Spann. I mean, Walker, you've had, you've been on this Walker in the past, and he's he's kind of laid an egg his last two times out. But this is a this is a good spot here for uh, Ryan Spann, and it's coming from a guy. If you remember, we talked on previous shows, Ryan Spann's four and zero in the UFC, and I'm probably at best, and it's a stretch, two and two betting Ryan Spann. But I think he wins tomorrow. 
I think he beats uh, Walker for a few reasons. I think that Walker's weight was too high for this fight when he started training camp. And the other thing, the elephant in the room that we're not hearing a lot about is he had COVID. And look at, uh, what's his name, uh, Daniel Cormier, in hindsight, geez, I'd have liked to know that Cormier had COVID during his training camp. I mean, they kept that. I don't know how I didn't hear that when he fought Stipe. You know, whether it would have dropped, brought me off of him. Cormier said it didn't really affect his performance. But I think with these Joey, bigger guys, I said earlier in the week. I Odessa. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Game Time Decisions uh, continues. I am uh, Gabriel Morenci. Our apologies to uh, Joey Odessa on the way out uh, there. Uh, the break came like a hammer. It came like a hammer. Uh, late, uh, came down like a handle. Oh. Like, all right, sorry, Joey. Break, uh, break, uh, came. Poor Joey, too, after the after the segment said, what happened? I lost you guys. Yeah, we went, we went I'm to still break, there, right? guys. That's, that's, that's what happened. We went to a break. Yeah, it's bad when yeah, the guest do. doesn't know, but uh, onwards and upwards. Now we're talking football. You know, Joey Odessa's a Jet fan. I said, where's your Jet hat? He had a Yankee hat on. Yeah, trendy, typical. Oh, now the Yankees are winning. He goes, oh, no, no, the Jets suck. I burned, I burned the Jet hat. I think the Jets can cover the spread this week. It's one of those that makes no sense. There's no logic to it. But Cousin Sal knows all about that, about the no logic uh, football league. Cousin Sal steps up and in. Sal, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I love, love, love the profanity watching the golf on TV that I don't think our your audience is privy to. But I, I, I enjoyed it uh, waiting to get on here. Terrific. <laughs> yeah, well, I was sorry to offend you, Sal, because I know, I'm not offended. I know. The, I, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you know what? We've I got golf. Love. We've got every. Hey, listen. Before we get into the football, actually, what about tonight? You getting into? Uh, how about the DJ special tonight? With Campbell Soup University in Coastal Carolina and uh, and the NBA game. Before we get into the football, any action tonight, Sal? I stayed away from the from the Friday night action. I, I need I need a day to decompress after after last night and what's coming up this weekend. But yes, uh, Coastal Carolina uh, laying the point seems uh, seems uh, fine here. <laughs> All right. So what what about this Jet Forty Nine er uh, game? Forty Nine ers going to be without George Kittle. And, uh, you know, Jimmy G doesn't have a lot of weapons to work with. His numbers are kind of skewed even from last week. It was one big play to Mostert, actually. And I get it. The Jets are terrible. I usually don't buy in. I had the bills. I laid the points uh, last week. But laying seven points on the road uh, here, even in a fanless uh, stadium, what's your take on that game, Sal? It seems like a lot of points here. By the way, how ironic is it that San Francisco is flying to New Jersey seeking out better air quality? It really doesn't seem to make sense. <laughs> anyone, anyone going to New Jersey that. But uh, I think you're right. It might seem too easy to take the under because I don't know where the offense is coming from in any of these. But uh, what did 
Sam Darnold was like 6-0 in his last home, six starts. I think Le'Veon Bell, I think it's addition by subtraction. He slow played the hamstring injury, and now it's a real injury. And now he's out making another album. That's great. I kind of like the Jets and the points. Like you said, San Francisco really, really banged up, and they didn't seem to have their offense in sync last week against a, a Cardinals secondary that isn't exactly gangbusters. So I think this is like a 17-13, 20-17 game. I would take the points. You know, last week, guys, hey, so- there was like five, six, seven games that jumped off the page. Mm-hmm. I find it trickier this week. Uh, um, uh, what, another underdog, Cam and Sal, uh, that I think is kind of flying under the radar right now. It's not going to be a popular public pick, which means it'll probably win. Are the Houston Texans getting seven and a half points against the visiting uh, Baltimore Ravens? They throttled, I love it. Uh, they throttled Cleveland last week, Cam. Uh, and Sal, but yeah, I think the Texans plus seven apps, it's like, it's just a game that people aren't going to want to take, which means Cam, it's going to cover. You know what it is, Gabe? And you said that, and Cousin Sal knows too. Public underdogs, that's where they go to die. You want to be on the ones like Indianapolis Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Who's betting Jacksonville? That type of thing. Those ones win. So I agree with you 100%. And I was going to, Gabe, I love Houston. I was going to ask Cousin Sal too. How do you attack week two, Sal? There's a lot of overreactions, right? You look at one team. Ooh, they're great. Are they really that good? It's one week into the damn season. So you see inflated lines. So I'm kind of going this way with one game. I'm not sure how you feel about it. I like the Eagles to bounce back against the Rams. The Rams look pretty good against Dallas. Dallas offensive line, they were ravaged. They had injuries. Horrible play calling at the end of that game. And I know the Eagles lost to the Washington football team, but sometimes, you know what I mean, Sal? It's an overreaction. You kind of got to plug your nose and hope for the best. But I like the Eagles. It's basically a pick You got to lay one with these guys. What do you think? You know, this is one of the ones that I loved early in the week, and then everybody was on it. Everyone's on the Eagles, and maybe now more so oh, because no. we have the news out of Miles Sanders and Lane Johnson, and you need a good offensive line, obviously, when Aaron Donald's in the quarterback's face every uh, week. But this is now – it's a trendy pick, but it's also a sharp yeah. pick. It went from minus one-and-a-half to plus one-and-a-half, or the other way around if you're taking the Eagles. My big pick – I'll tell you what, I'm with you. I like Gabe. I like uh, the Texans. That's an underdog yes. that people – I'm playing, and if you could bet it up to seven and a half, take an extra half point. By the way, the Ravens, talk about overreactions. The Ravens are going to be good. The Texans, not necessarily going to be bad because they lost to the Chiefs. They have 10 days to prepare, and the Ravens might yep. be looking at next Monday night's game against the Chiefs. They might be looking forward. I don't mm. mind Deshaun Watson in that offense. I like the seven, seven and a half if you can get it. I like the extra prep uh, time as well. Good call, uh, Sal, as far as the, uh, the slight uh, look ahead. And yeah. let, you know, listen, the back door is going to be open. Uh, you, you have Deshaun Watson. They're going to be able to move uh, the, the football there. I wanted to ask you, and you know, it's almost a philosophical, we're going to get deep uh, here right now, uh, but it's mm. almost like a ph- philosophical uh, debate. How Are you a trend guy? Like, so let me throw this out to you. The Minnesota Vikings, 19-3-1 and against the spreads off a loss um, with Zimmer when facing a non-division opponent. Now they Zimmer always feast on non-division opponents. I've been I've been feasting on this over the years with this type of trend. So 19-3 and 1 against the spread, uh awful loss against a non-division opponent, uh, Mike Zimmer. Cam discounts this stuff. Cam doesn't, you know, he could care less like Joe Namath. I could care less if they're struggling. <laughs> less about your stats um, struggling. <laughs> I can't care less about the trends. What well, are you a trend better? Do you look up trends at all? Do you discount? Oh, yeah. Do they scare you? Uh, well, well, what's your I take on trends, Sal? 
I love trends. The problem is you could find just as many usually on one side as you can the other. Like I bet exactly. the Colts are pretty good, pretty good record after a loss. I'm just guessing because that AFC South is so miserable and every team like uh, uh, zigzags every week. But that 19-3-1 is a tough trend to buck. I think the Vikings ultimately are the better team. And if you can get them on the road, which isn't even really the road anymore, uh, getting points, I don't mind that at all. So what game, uh, well, you talked about liking the, the Houston-Texas. What else catches your eye this week? Uh, let's see. Well, I, I think Dallas, I mean, they're my team, and this line is jumping around so much, but I would like the over in this. I would take over yeah. 54 points between yeah. them and Atlanta. You're not going to see, like I said, Aaron Donald, like what he did with the Cowboys last week. The Falcons since last year and including last week have 31 sacks. They don't pressure the quarterback at all. I think Mike McCarthy kind of has to let that offense fly a little. Dak didn't throw downfield too much. And by the way, Cowboys secondary is banged up too. They have that linebacker position that's cursed. Leighton Van Der Esch is out now. It used to be Sean Lee. So don't expect big things out of their defense too. I think 35-30, similar to what we saw last night. I think this game gets in the 60s. It's crazy how Van Der Esch was brought in to be the new Sean Lee, and he became literally the new Sean Lee. Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> yeah, <favorably>. Exactly. <laughs> he can't really think. It's like, it's like Sean oh, Lee true. and Van Der Esch both. Yeah, yeah. Now they're, now they're you're both neck right. injuries. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Right? I, I couldn't agree more, and I'm not just saying that. I did a radio hit earlier in the day um, with, with um, uh, in Florida, and I gave my picks, and I said, I don't see either team stopping anybody here. You look at Russell Wilson last week. Carved up uh, this Atlanta secondary. Russell, um, Dak Prescott. And the Cowboys offense, guys, is always better at home. It's pretty crazy. I was yeah. looking at Amari Cooper's stats, too. Amari on the road, Amari at home. Yeah, a big difference. They're just, you know, Dak on the road, Dak at home. They're more yeah. comfortable. And even though it's like a fan list, they're actually going to have about 25,000 fans there yeah. just to feel comfortable uh, at least. But it doesn't mean I would want to lay the points here, uh, Sal, the four and a half. To me, like you said, this feels like it's uh, whoever has the ball last wins unless they just run the ball uh, a million times with Zeke Elliott, but it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. Uh, So I like the over a lot in this football game too. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about a backdoor cover like we saw last night. It's very, very possible with the Matt Ryan's offense, get Ridley or Julio Jones if he's uh, he's, uh, playing indeed. So, yeah, take the over. I'm, I'm all about the underdogs uh, this week. Let me ask you, and uh, Cam, I don't know how you feel about uh, this one. The New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. Do you want to be laying uh, five and a half points with the Chicago Bears, Cam? I don't. No, no, I don't. And that, that line actually shocked me. And what did we see? We see the, the progression. Uh, Jones with Slayton, you know, that they looked comfortable in that game. They actually played, they dominated Pittsburgh early. Remember, the, uh, they couldn't punch it in from the two and the mistakes they made. Jones, that's what he does, though. He makes brilliant plays and then bonehead plays. He's still a kid. You know, he's, he's learning. But the Chicago Bears needed a miracle to come back against Detroit. And let's remember, half of Detroit's team was hurt. Their secondary was banged up. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't feel comfortable laying it, uh, laying five and a half with the Bears. And I love your Jets pick, Gabe. I think I'm going to make uh, the New York Jets dog as well this week. And I love Houston. Those are the two dogs that I do like. But I'm with you. I, I, I have no faith in Chicago as a favorite. None. Mm. I'm glad you didn't say, oh, I'm going to make the New York Jets like my best bet, big, big play of the week. Because you know, <laughs> there's people swimming in the Hudson right now that have done that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't end well. <laughs> it didn't end well. Uh, for them. Uh, Sal, another total I'm looking at here, Carolina and Tampa Bay. 
Carolina's defense, and I'm not a woo. I, I hate when people cap games. Well, last week this happened. I don't care what happened last week. We're not betting what happened mm-hmm. last week. But without being stated, Carolina really do have defensive problems. Offensively, they've got some good talent. You know, they got McCaffrey. Yep. Bridgewater's a good quarterback. You know, you've got wide receivers. You know, Robbie Anderson, uh, you know, DJ Moore, Samuel, etc. We saw last week they can they can move the football. Uh, but they're not going to be able to stop anybody. They're totally rebuilt on the defensive side of the ball. New coach and a defensive-minded coach is rebuilding uh, here. Then we get Tampa Bay. Uh, Godwin's going to be out, but total 47.5 here. What's your take on this game? FanDuel 8.5 right now, Buck favorites, and total 47.5. It's got to get to 47.5. Can it go? we got to go over the number here, in my opinion. What's your take? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you here. I think the eight and a half is too many. People are penciling in this as a blowout for Tom Brady. But like you said, Godwin's hurt. I do think it gets over. I like what you said about Bridgewater. For a guy who got familiar with his receivers on Zoom, uh, he's kind of got it together. Like you said, Robbie (laughs) Anderson at 112 yards or something last week. I think they put up some points, but Tampa probably gets the last score, and we see like a, you know, 30 to 24 kind of game in the mid-50s puts it over. What do you think, Sal, about this uh, New England-Seattle game? I'm a Seattle fan, but I know New England, they beat Miami, didn't look really great doing so, and Seattle's mm-hmm. offense really clicked, but it's against Atlanta's D that's one of the worst in the NFL. I find this to be a tough game, and I'll get your opinion too, Marenzi. Like, I want to take Seattle, buddy, but something's telling me that like New England can hang around and cover that number, like a real tight game, like maybe a field goal game, and it's four, four and a half. What do you think, Sal? It's just tough because you don't, you talk, and Gabe talked about last week, you don't really learn so much from both of these teams' games last week. You said they went against Atlanta's defense, one of the worst. That's what Seattle did. But New England had three picks against Miami. You know they're not going to do that against Russell Wilson. I just don't want uh, Carroll to wilt like a flower. I just wonder if he has PTSD from the Super Bowl every time he meets up with Belichick. I think he's got the better team. (laughs) I'm going to take your team laying the four points. I think they're better than one score uh, on top of New England. It's too bad, and I'll give my opinion on that game later. We've got about a minute left uh, with with Sal here. It's too bad. um, You know, whatever. A lot of things are too bad in 2020, but uh, Monday night, we've got uh, got the Saints and we've got the Raiders. uh, First game officially in Las Vegas. Uh, Raiders getting five and a half, and I've noticed the so-called, you know, a lot of handicappers and, uh, and people pimping the Saints this week and sort of discounting the Raiders here. I'm getting five and a half points. The Saints offense wasn't great. They're without Michael Thomas. Give me the points, Sal. We got about 20 seconds. I'm with you. Same way. I think after this week, you're going to start hearing a lot of buzz about is Drew Brees their top quarterback, or do we bring in Taysom Hill or uh, Jameis Winston? Take the points. You know what? It's crazy. I used to think Taysom Hill, oh, you guys are nuts. Taysom Hill is great. Every time the kid's on the field, (laughs) good stuff happens. Cousin Sal. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, thanks to uh, Cousin Sal uh, for joining us. Man, the first hour of the show has just uh, flown by with Odessa and Sal. And uh, it doesn't matter who you are. You get the hammer. The hammer comes down. We got to go. And uh, we, we have to go. 
uh, there once again with Cousin Sal. So we're on the clock uh, right now. The NBA game's coming up a little bit uh, later on. We'll get into that in the next hour. We'll get you caught up to date as far as the U.S. Open golf is concerned. But uh, baseball right now, Cam, uh, we've got the, uh, the Pirates and the Cardinals uh, coming up uh, here in a couple of minutes. The Blue Jays and the Phillies. The White Sox and the Cincinnati Reds. Wow, that's a big-time uh, cool game. Your Cincinnati Reds and your Chicago White Sox. It's like uh, your two kids are fighting in the backyard here uh, right yeah, now. I don't like Although it. Although I tell you what, <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been riding the White Sox a lot. So uh, as well, thirty-three and seventeen, man, a dominant baseball team uh, right now. But the Reds are on playing their best baseball, seven and three in their last ten games. Uh, what, what do you make of this game uh, tonight? Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I actually like the White Sox have clinched the playoffs game, so. I would actually look at the Reds. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I know nothing about this pitcher, Stever, going for the White Sox. Probably a call-up. I don't know anything about him because they've already clinched, so maybe they partied. Male's been pretty good for your strikeout prop, and they're minus 126, so I have a lean to uh, the Reds in that game. Also, uh, part two of the doubleheader, kind of kind of looking at the Blue Jays after they lost the first game. I think they can w- uh, win the second game. Looking for a dance partner uh, with with maybe Tampa Bay, but then oh, they also clinched a, a playoff spot too. Very very tough board, buddy. I don't know what to do with some of these games, man. Baseball card really tough today. And it is. We took it Campbell's really suit. Is. I've got uh, <laughs> listen. Last night we went three and one. We gave you four strikeout props. We won three of them. We really have been killing these on the show. We've got three more tonight. Kyle Hendricks over five and a half. Kyle Hendricks over five and a half against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Chicago Cubs uh, and Twins. Give me a Zach Gallon over five and a half. He'll strike out uh, six Houston Astro batters. And Tyler McGlass now over seven and a half. More picks on the other side in game live. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 